Hey, Ben Merritt, on the phone, what an honor. The man has written basically every major song that you've heard in the last 10 years. He's written for Rascal Flatts, Montgomery Gentry. He's got uh, Tim McGraw. You've got all kinds of great guys on there, Keith Anderson. Uh, Jeffrey Steele, you've, you've just written your way across America and into country lovers' hearts. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm in the middle of uh, going out and doing some, you know, dates this summer, which I, you know, I got a, a great band that I travel around with, and, and uh, you know, I, I play about 40 shows a year, you know, um, just to kind of get out there and sing. I love to sing, and still one of my favorite things to do, and get to sing some of these songs that I wrote that everybody knows, uh, you know, groups like Rascal Flatts, like you said, Montgomery Gentry, Tim McGraw, Trace Atkins, Faith Hill, uh, you know, everybody sung these songs and had hits with them, and then they get to see the guy that... Uh, was actually behind creating the song and making it up, and um, it's always fun to go out there and and, and see people's reaction. Uh, at first, they don't believe it, you know, or, or you know, it's like, <laughs> right. You didn't write you didn't write that song for Faith Hill. It's like no, I really yeah. did. You know? <laughs> Specifically with Faith too. It's like, did you really write that one? You you don't look anything like the person who sang it. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a re- interesting dynamic. I tell you, and everywhere I go, you know, most times people think we're just like a you know country cover band, you know up there playing on the stage and it's like why is this guy up there and then and then and usually when they when they find out that this is the guy that's written all these songs it, it's it's just an interesting unique thing you see in in the in the in the audience and how they respond and and um and and, and kind of see how what happens basically in country music you know behind the scenes that there, there's all these writers that, uh, that that write these songs and um you know, not all the artists write their own songs. Some of them do, obviously. But, right. Um, um, you know, there's there's guys like us and girls, you know, too that that live in Nashville and spend every single day trying to trying to make a little magic. You know, like somehow make a three minute piece of magic, which is no easy task. You know, so after 30 years of doing it, I finally found my way. Um, what worked for me, you know. Uh, but my main thing is I love to get out and sing and play. So this is a chance for me to to um, to, to say thanks to the fans um, and. Um, and just to, you know, just to just to show um, this whole bag of songs that uh, I've been able to write over the years. Yeah, I think you know, uh, honestly, you you were saying it's it's kind of tough to get out there and do the three minutes of magic. It's tough for me to get up there and doing my radio show. It's it's tough to do like fifteen seconds of magic even. <laughs> so I got all the admiration for you guys who can write the the songs that basically you know we get daily the the opportunity and the honor to play. But I want to hit on something because as you were saying, you know, when you get up on stage. People, you know, think you're a cover band, but the list of songs just goes on. I'm going to read a few of them that, you know, are just huge. My Town from Montgomery Gentry, uh, Chrome, Trace Atkins, Brand New Girlfriend, uh, Steve Holy, Me and My Gang, Rascal Flatts, uh, you know, like The Cowboy and Me, Unbelievable. Uh, just a ton of stuff out there. You put out some CDs, too, and a great way for people to hear how you do it, because you, you do them a diff- little different from each artist as well, because each artist puts their own swing on each song right and that, yeah that's the tough thing too when, when you we you know when i first came to nashville i was just trying to write songs that everybody said that this is what you need to do this is how you need to do it and of course i was writing hundreds of songs and nobody was recording them and 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 they weren't really me i mean it was, just, it was me just trying to fit in you know and, and then when I, I got to a place really in my life where i started writing my stories and and my life and so obviously this, you know the, the the way i do these songs is going to be you know from my heart and my version so there's sometimes it's a little bit different um but in essence, the song's you know basically the same, and and uh, but but at that point, you know, you you don't you you're just doing what you're doing. You you've, you've given up trying to make a living at it, you know, because because nobody's recording your stuff, and 
you're just kind of doing what you're doing and, and you're trying to and trying to find your way with your music and and then suddenly one or two people you know in town here's one of your songs and it relates to their life you know and whether it's a Tim McGraw or a, you know Rascal Flatts or whoever it is and it becomes a hit and then then they they come to me for more stuff and and you know I've just been writing all these years so I've just got these stockpiles of of songs and songs and right. songs you know that nobody would listen to 15 years ago but all of a sudden now they 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 seem to be falling into the right place so it was it was a long road to, to figure all that out but um it's a real neat thing to 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 be able to to be it's it's really it's humbling and it's a real honor to be able to um like if I go out on the road with Rascal Flatts just to maybe play a few shows with them or just even to go right with them, you know, to see their show and see, see you know, during during a song like My Wish, to see all the moms and kids and they're all hugging each other and they're singing the words and, and you're looking around the audience and going, wow, this is really, really unbelievable. It's, it's a really humbling experience and it, and it makes you, it makes you want to keep finding it, to, to keep trying to make those, you know, connections, you know. Um, same thing even with what, what hurts the most, which is more of a sad song, it's really touched a lot of people's lives in a lot of ways. And, and I see, I see Rascal Flatts singing it on stage, and I see the magic of that in the audience. And, and, and of course, as a writer, I just want to, I want to keep finding that and, and making that happen. And it's, it's, it's not easy because you know, you'll write a hundred bad ones before you write one good one. You know, before you get it right. So I just, it's just a constant quest. And then once again, you know, for me to be able to go out and sing these songs. Um, it's, a, it's a neat experience when people go, wow, wow, that's the same guy wrote that. The same guy that wrote What Hurts the Most wrote Brand New Girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Or International <laughs> Harvester. Or, yeah. yeah, or International Harvester, which which was a, a crazy story about one day I was with a couple of buddies of mine, and and, and uh, they were trying to write a song about a John Deere tractor, and I said, God, everybody's written a song about a John Deere tractor. we got to figure something <laughs> there was farm farm implement we can write about. And we came up with International Harvester, and we laughed the whole time. We laughed for about three hours as we were writing it and recording it, and and we and we never thought in a million years anybody would ever record the song. Yeah, that that's that's how crazy this business is. Like you, you know, same thing with Brand New Girlfriend. We thought nobody, we thought women would hate the song, <laughs> and nobody would ever record it. And it turns out the women love the song more than the men do, and and uh, it just goes to show you, you know, you just you just go with your heart, and and it always seems to me like the songs that I never think are going to be hits are the biggest hits and the ones that I think are hits never get recorded. Yeah, exactly. It's like the ones that you think are going to do great, uh, law of probability or Murphy's law kicks in and it's like, yeah, no, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I can't wait to see you, man. You're coming to log jam fest, July 30th through August 1st up here in Phillips, Wisconsin. Uh, are you looking forward to it? I mean, I was looking at your, your tour schedule. It's, it's top dog. It's the next thing on your list. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, I, I can't wait, you know. Um, I always love getting out and playing. Um, I, I don't get to do it as much, like I said, as I used to back in the uh, back in the day. I was in a group called Boy Howdy, and we, uh, you know, we I toured. Oh yeah, Boy Howdy, yeah. You know, I toured, you know, three hundred days out of every year for about eight years, and and that's after that band broke up. I, that's when I came to Nashville and just kind of settled in and and got more into writing. But so it's always fun for me. I love to sing, and I got a great band, and and. Uh, you know the band and I you know, are really well well known in Nashville to all the artists. They come out and see us all the time because we you know we'll get like you know a lot of the artists that come out to to my shows to to hear my new songs because they they want to try to get a song you know and um, it's like going window they, shopping for them. Yeah, so it's, it's an interesting dynamic. The public you know gets to see what they see. Um, it, it's kind of what you know all the artists go out and see 
acts that they love because they're always looking for songs. So this is kind of how it how it starts here in Nashville. Like when it, when a new act or an established act is looking for a, their next hit, they'll go like, "Well, where do we need to go? Let's go get some songs from Craig Wiseman. Let's go to, you know, Hillary Lindsay. Hey, hey, Jeff's playing down at the so and so tonight. We should go see his band because he's always playing his new songs down there. You know what I mean? And they want to be the first one to hear something so they can put it on hold and maybe record it. And uh, it's neat. So it's it's almost like I'm doing like a version of that for the regular public that uh, they get to hear the how you know we get up there and play our songs and and how we deliver it you know and uh, it's just fun it's just a fun thing to do well it sounds like a lot of fun and obviously you're going to be playing some of the big hits that you've written um, are, oh, are, yeah. are we going to hear some of the new stuff when you come up to log jam fest hear, you know the funny thing about about my show too is that you know uh, I, I, i'm notorious uh in Nashville and surrounding areas like Atlanta and, and uh, you know, Louisville and, and places, you know, in a certain radius, you know, when they go to see when they go to see Jeff Steele and his band, they're going to see a four-hour show like a Springsteen show. It's going to be four hours of songs that they've heard on the radio and um, and songs they haven't heard, and they get to see me more as an artist and and, um, and how these things come to me. And, you know, and, and the fun part is, you know, I tell the stories about, you know, how these songs came to be and, and uh, how they got to the people they got to. There's there's so much humor inv- involved and heartbreak, you know, involved in how a song uh, gets to somebody. Like, I always tell this story about what hurts the most, how, you know, I was actually sent over um, to London, uh, England, to write for this pop boy band. Like, like you remember that group, um, uh, Backstreet Boys? Oh, yeah. Yep, it, it, yep. Was like a band, it was kind of like a band like that over in London. Really? And they were, they were huge over there. So they sent me over there to write with this guy, for them, and, and I wrote "What Hurts the Most." For this is back in two, this is back in the year two thousand one, and and uh, you know we we went and played the song for this boy band in, in London, and they they said it was the most depressing song they ever heard, and they would never cut a song like that. <laughs> so you know, so I got on a plane, and I fly home, and I'm all bummed out because I just flew all the way overseas to to write for this group and try to write a hit, and they and they they blew us off, you know, and. So I get back to town, and about a year later, Mark Wills hears the song. I don't mm-hmm. remember Mark. But, oh, yeah, uh, Mark Wills. But, but he recorded it, and, and uh, it was going to be his next single, and then he lost his record deal. So the song, the song went away again. Oh. And then three years, three years later, Faith Hill hears the song, and she cuts it for her album. And everybody's talking about, oh, my God, it's going to be the next big hit for Faith Hill. And then Faith dropped it off the record. Huh. And then it went to Aerosmith. Aerosmith had it for a while, and then they decided to pass on it. And by now, it's 2006, you know, 2007, around there. And, and everybody has just thrown this song away, and I'd just given up on it. And then I get a call from the producer for Rascal Flatts, a guy named Dan Huff, and he goes, hey, whatever happened to that song, What Hurts the Most? I said, well, man, everybody's heard it, everybody's cut it, nobody likes it, it's, <laughs> it's in the trash, you know, nobody likes that song. He goes... He goes, well, I think it's a really good song, you know, and if you give me give me a couple of months, I'm going to try to get the guys to, you know, to do a vocal on it and see how it turns out. And, and then, of course, they recorded it. It was the sixth time it had been recorded, and it became the biggest hit they've ever had, you know. And uh, it just goes to show you, you know, like, but I've got like a million of those stories that I tell during the show that people don't have that kind of insight on, you know. And I think it's really entertaining, too, when they, they say, wow, this is this is how it came to be. This is like what, this is how it got to the, the, you know, the artist. And sometimes it's the craziest story how these songs get to the artist. You know, there were, oh yeah, I go on and on about that forever. But but that's kind of what I do when I'm up there, and it's it's fun. It's just a lot of fun. I I get up there with my acoustic guitar and, and do some things by myself, 
and then I get up there and you know with my band at the same you know we get up there and we just rock the house it's it's a really high energy show and and um, I love to sing you know I was born to sing so that's what I love to do the most you know well I've heard nothing but good things about your stage show and uh, again I'm really looking forward to it and I'm guessing that they put you on as the closer on Saturday night just because of a time factor huh yeah, well, uh, hopefully, hopefully we we'll get enough people that'll say why they won't be saying why are we staying for this last last act? We've never heard of them before. <laughs> oh no, I think right now everybody's understanding why you're the closer on Saturday night. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see, but we know we're going to have a great time, and and it's always fun to you know to get up there and, and uh, get to do this. Uh, I don't get to do it enough, so when I do, it's it's we we make the most of it. All right, man. Well, it's fantastic. Looking forward to it, Jeffrey Steele. Again, hey, if uh, anybody's anybody's looking for your CDs, we can just head on over to jeffreysteele.net, right? Yeah, they, uh, they're, they're jeffreysteele.net, or they can go to iTunes, or they can, uh, if they still have any Best Buys in your area, they're still in those stores, too. But uh, probably iTunes and my website are the best places to go. But, yeah, we have about five or six CDs available. Working on a new one now. And then, you know, I'm you know producing... Uh, a new act called the Low Cash Cowboys, which just came out recently, and uh, you know, I work with Keith Anderson and Montgomery Gentry as far as being a producer. So, yeah, it's just it's all over there. You know, we're just doing whatever we can to get music out there. Oh yeah, so basically, when you come out, it's ba- it's your roadshow kind of. You know, you're with Montgomery Gentry. Yeah. The Low Cash yeah. Cowboys will be there. It's going to be fun it's stuff. Like bring, yeah, it's kind of like bringing out the uh, you know all the all the trick bag, you know, and saying, hey, here's what it is, you know, <laughs> and, and here's what we do, and and hope everybody likes it, you know. All right. Well, Jeffrey, we're looking forward to it, man. We can't wait. It's uh, July 30th through August 1st. You're going to be there. It's going to be a great time. Thanks for the time. I appreciate you, man. All right. Jeffrey Steele, he's hanging out at Log Jam Fest coming up July 30th through August 1st at Price County Fairgrounds in Phillips, Wisconsin. Again, get your Eager Beaver tickets at logjamfest.com.